digging in the dirt. I'm digging in the dirt. This is Digging in the Dirt with Kevin Gallagher, where Kevin and his guests dig a little deeper into today's issues surrounding the environment, climate change, farming, gardening, and food. My next guest is John Conroy, who traveled to Alaska when he was 23 years old and ended up spending 40 years there. Now he lives there from April to September at his home near Chitna in the Copper River Valley of Alaska, an amazingly beautiful part of the world. John was a commercial salmon fisherman in Bristol Bay for 27 years, and you haven't lived till you've tasted his smoked salmon caught on his own nets. He retired from the Anchorage School District and moved down to San Luis Obispo, California in 2014. And just so you know, John is a lifelong friend of mine. Amazingly, we met when we were 16 years old, the first week of high school, many, many years ago. Which brings us to why John is here on Digging in the Dirt. He's here to talk to me today about Piedras Blancas Elephant Seal Rookery near his home on the California coast. John was telling me how he is now a docent and works to educate the public who visits coastal beaches near his home. So of all things, John, how did you get interested in talking about elephant seals? Well, I mean, I've always liked wildlife and in, in, in Alaska, you, they, they have a lot of places where you can see a large gatherings of wildlife, but you know, here, it's one of the few places on the, anywhere in, on the lower 48 where you can see like a big haul out of, of an animals like elephant seals. In Alaska, the walrus haul out, but they're really hard to, they're in really re remote places and it's not easy to get to them. And so I, I read about it in the newspaper uh, that they were looking for docents at this one part of the rookery. And I just went through some training and I mean, it was, it's a lot of retired people that do it. And so I was, just got into it. So what is a docent? A docent is just, you know, it's a better word is a guide. <laughs> <laughs> and all we do is we've been educated all about these seals because they have a very interesting life, uh, which we'll get into. Yeah. But we've been educated a lot. And so we can tell the public what's going on and what's going on at that moment at the rookery, because it's a constantly evolving rookery. There's different parts of the year. Every part of the year is a different thing is going on there but the seals come and go twice a year oh, in the same cool. place cool so they, they, it's right off the highway so people can see them from a parking lot or something yeah you, there's a parking lot you can see them at certain points on the highway but the rookery is actually like eight miles long and there's a lot of little coves that you don't see the seals you can't see them from the highway but the one place where the most of them go it's right on highway one yes and so about, can people actually go down on the beach and touch them or? No, not on, not anymore because first of all, Kevin, this rookery wasn't even, there was no seals there until 1991. And what happened was, well, first of all, let me just go back a little bit. These seals were almost extinct in the last century. And what happened is a few of them survived and they started thriving after they weren't being killed anymore for their blubber because they didn't need whale oil. I mean, you know, they didn't need oil anymore from animals. They, got, they were getting it from the ground. They were using the oil for lamps yeah, and stuff yeah, like that lamps. and machinery. Yeah, like whale blubber. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, and so then they ended up almost were extinct, but they, you know, a few survived and they, that was in Northern Mexico where they were, and then they started moving and thriving. And there's a big rookery on the, in the channel islands, right across uh, you know, south of Santa Barbara there um, on the coast. I've never been out there, but it's on Santa Cruz Island and it's pretty big. And they think this one resulted in a, that was getting filled up. 
you know, too many seals out there. So they, they started coming on land to their mainland. And this beach, three seals showed up in 1991. And since now, 25,000 seals come here. 25,000 seals. Yes, yes. And the thing about it is, is they, you know, they travel. They're not all there at once. They're, 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 they, they do different things. They have different seasons when they're there. But they, uh, they yeah, there's, the numbers are 25,000. Now, about 2,000 pups are born every year. Everything's on land. They have their births on land. They, you know, impregnate the seals on land, the females on land. Everything takes place on land, and the rest of the time they spend their life in the water. They don't go ashore anywhere else, and they go all the way to Alaska and back twice a year, but they never go ashore in Alaska. They're just out there eating in the in the water. And so each one of them comes back to the specific cove where they were born. Not the specific, but they come back to the rookery. Yes. Okay. And 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 you know they're not all like some of them are seen at other rookeries because you know, but basically they do come back to the same one. I get it. So tell us about the elephant seal. What's the, what's the difference between other seals that we're familiar with? Because these, well, when they get to be big males, they get this big bulbous nose. And they... Right. That's, the, that's one of the things. They, 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 um, they're, they have this, this huge nose. It's called a proboscis. And it doesn't even start on the males till they're about five. They're juveniles for the first five years of their life, even though they're getting huge. Mm -hmm. and, but they get the proboscis starts... And they don't start breeding till they're about seven. And they only live to be average. The males only live to be 14. And the females live to be average about 18 to 20 years. Mm -hmm. and, and what happens is the cycle goes every year in December and November. Right now, the big males, the adult males start coming to the rookery. And for the next five weeks, they're going to be fighting each other and establishing beachheads. It's really fascinating to watch. I mean, these big, some of them are 5,000 pounds. 5,000 pounds. 5,000 5, pound animals. And they go at it, Kevin. And I've seen them going at it in the water. And it's like two hippopotamuses in the water. They're just going at it in these, in these little creeks. But mostly they're on land. You know, mm -hmm. they don't eat. They, when, once they come ashore, they don't eat at all. The whole right. time they're like they're there months, to procreate, months. right? Yep. And, yep. and the females aren't eating. Nobody's eating except pups. I get After it. After they start being born. So the males establish their, each one gets a beachhead as best they can. The big, the most, the most um, alpha of them get the beachheads. And then what they'll do is there'll be 50 to 100 females will gather around whoever they decide is going to best protect them. Oh, so is it usually just one male protects that many yeah. females? Well, he'll have, he, he, what he'll do is he'll let some of the guys that he beat up, that he drove back, but he'll let them guard the edges. And then what that guy, what those guys do is keep out what they call the sneakers, like younger guys trying to get in. Oh, okay. So, but they'll each, yeah. So he'll have like 100 females and he probably doesn't service all of them, you know, but he has 100 females. I get up it. Up to 100, up to 100. And some of the other guys get their chance with the females. Yes, they do. Okay. I get but, it. But, and so what happens is all up and down the beaches like that. And then as soon as the females start arriving in December, the first thing they do is have their pups because they're pregnant. They've been, They've been pregnant, pregnant since the last time yep, they were in. The last time they were there. So how so, long are they pregnant for? That's another interesting thing. They're, they're pregnant for 11 months, but it doesn't really take for two months because when they get pregnant, they haven't eaten for, you know, they have, and they've been nursing a baby. They nurse their young ones for a month. And so they've lost a ton of weight and they're really weak and they haven't eaten, but they don't go out in the water and eat while they're on the beach. So they leave as soon as they're, as soon as they, 
have their babies and wean them after they wean them after one month. The females, they usually they get impregnated, and then as soon as that happens, they leave, okay. and they don't come back. You know, until they're going to molt a few months later. And we'll get into that in a minute. But so then the females, once the females leave, all the, their pups are on their own, and all these seals are solo. That's the other thing about them. When they leave, they all travel by themselves and they all go north towards Alaska, but they go in a different direction. The males go more along the coast and they don't, they can go deep, but they don't go really, really deep and they feed off the bottom. They'll eat like uh, octopus and sea urchins and uh, squid, things on the bottom. Okay. This Whereas, is the males. And what yeah, do the, the females eat? The females also go north, but they go more to the west and they can go very deep. They can dive down to 3,000 feet. Wow. And they stay down there. They can stay down. The record's like an, uh, almost two hours for a female to be down there. They had, but they, mostly they're down about an hour. And they can come back up and take a few, few minutes up and stick their head out in the fresh air and go back down again. Mm -hmm. They get their oxygen from in their blood. And what do the pups eat? The pups will eat, like if they're male, they, you know, they all do the same thing. When the pup leaves, first of all, they eat milk. They, they, their mother nurses them for a month. Okay, one month. Yeah, and then they get they go from being 60 to about 300 pounds right. in that one month. Because and how, how, really how much does mom weigh? Mom, the mother, the, the female seals, a big one is about 1,200 pounds. 1,200 pound female. Yeah. That's and, the, and the male is anywhere from 3,000 to 5,000 yes, pounds. Yes. Wow. They, they get really big, you know, when they, once they're fully grown. Yep. And they're not really active on the beach, right? They, a lot of times they look like yeah, they're just laying there. They're just laying there, Kevin. And except when the males, when they're fighting, you know, they're active. That must but, be something to see. I mean, and, and when, yeah. Is it, it is. high energy? Yeah, but it's weird because they go in spurts because they're so big. They move along the sand for a bit and then they have to rest. And then they get down and then they go <laughs> at it again. Like sumo wrestlers. <laughs> and it really, it is high energy, Kevin. And it really, really wears them out, wears them out. Now, another thing about the males is there's a beach where Hearst Castle is. There's a port, uh, San Simeon. There's a pier down there. And there's a beach about 30, about uh, six miles south of where, where Piedras Blancas. And for the last six or seven years, all, a lot of males that are getting beat up, not, not like hundreds of them, just like 15 to 20 males every year go down there to sulk. And they call it Bachelor Beach. <laughs> and what makes it you know, what makes it interesting is because that beach the public can go on the beach oh and so on that beach you have people coming there all the time it's pretty crowded sometimes on a nice weekend day you know and there there'll be these big elephant seals laying there three thousand pound elephant seal and they're next three to them. or four. Oh yeah and people have to you have to like we have to be there and kind of try to keep people away from them and all that and they probably want to do selfies right with them oh selfies and the thing that bothers me the most when I've been working there, that's where I started out working. The thing that bothered me the most was people that would bring their children there and turn their back on them when the kid's like 30 feet, 40 feet from a seal. like that. And they can move probably pretty they quick can, for a spurt. They can move out, Kevin. Yeah. So it would be horrible if anything bad ever Has happened. anything bad happened? No, you know, not that I know of. Okay, good, good. You know, good. but we're uh, over there, you know. What about you? Were you, how close have you been to a fight? That must be like, give people the hair up on the back well, of your I've neck. Well, I've been right, I've been having them like, like, you know, 50 feet away, just watching them, you know. Really? Yeah. I, and 
And do they bloody each other? They have teeth? Yes, they do. They have teeth and they, and they, all the males develop this, like an, like an armor on their chest that it's, um, you know, scar tissue. And as they grow older and fight more, it gets thicker and thicker. And it looks really bloody when they're fighting, but they don't fight to the death. And one, one usually backs down because a bad male, you know, a guy that's got a real bad reputation, a tough reputation, he doesn't even have to fight sometimes. His noise, his sound, because they sound off too. Right. And when they sound off, that, that sound is like, oh no, I'm not fighting with him. And one male, one seal usually retreats. I get it. And so well, then the other male's established, you know. He, so he's the alpha male. Yeah, yeah. But they okay. will bleed. They bleed, you know. They really can bleed. And do you see uh, ele- elephant seals die on the beach you know, because of a battle or just, no, just natural never causes? No, because of a battle. The only thing I've seen them die on the beach is, is uh, sometimes when the males, there's a lot of seals there. The females are having, you know, there's pups. And the, when, the, when, when a male's angry at another male, he'll just go running right over all of them. He won't, like, he just runs right through everybody. And they have killed pups. Right, just rolled you know, over on them. Yeah, like. but you'd be surprised. Those pups are so pliable that a lot of times they can, one of those a big 5000 pound animal can go right over them but there's sand you know and everything and they and they make it through it <laughs> but <laughs> a lot a but they do die and right it's, it's interesting too because sometimes people will come up to you you know you're working there as a guide and they'll say that seal's dead and you try to explain to them you know that no they you know they're not dead they're just sleeping but then every once in a while he is dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just a yeah. matter of uh, nature yeah. taking course yeah yeah and what happens with the, the uh, if something dies, we don't even, nobody messes with anything when they die. Everything is nature here. The uh, turkey vultures come in and get them. Okay. They, nature and, take care of its, its yep, business. And actually they're planning, and that's another animal that's unique here now is those, is the condors. They released all these condors here, you know, in the last 10 years. Sure. Now there's a, a lot of condors on the central coast. And so eventually people are thinking they're going to come in and get, take part in this, uh, going after they're, right. they're, they're, they're vultures too. It's just the way of the world. Yes. So when they're on the beach, um, I mean, California is, can be pretty hot sometimes. I mean, do these seals get hot on the beach? Yes, they do, Kevin. And what they do is their back fin, they have fingernails, actually it has nails on it and they scoop sand over themselves to get, uh, to keep cool. And the other thing they do is, uh, if it's a really hot day, they'll all move down to where the, the water, you know, when the tide goes out, they'll move down to where cool sand is. And they'll even go in the water right on the beach, but they don't go out to sea or anything. They'll just go in the water right along the beach. But they, they, they do get hot, yeah. And the other thing about uh, what happens is after they leave, when they, every year, the biggest, ho- the biggest time in the whole year for seals on the beach is April, when all the females and all the juveniles, males and females, come back and they have a catastrophic molt. They lose all their skin. Oh yeah. And so it, I mean, I mean, does it come off in one big sheet or there's blotches? No, it comes off in pieces. And okay. it takes about a month. A month. And, okay. you know, and the ocean washes it out. You know. Right. And the fish eat it probably. Yeah. And everything. And, yeah. So they it. lose their skin every year. That's just like. And then the males come. The, the the least busy time of the year is when the males come to molt. The big the adult males, and that's usually in July and August. You know, there's seals there, but they're just not all over the place. Like in April, it's it's packed. The beach is packed. Really? Yeah. And and what does a male sound like? I mean, what you know, is it like an elephant or is it sound no, about a honk or very, what is... it, yeah, it's a very, you know, you know, like a sea lion, but even louder. They have this really unique bellow, you know, and they just let it out. 
-hmm. I can't describe it. I, you know, it's just, but they're, they, they, they are very loud, you know, they just let out and the females have more of a squeaky voice. You can just tell and they don't, you know, they don't get loud like that. Right. Have you ever gotten nervous around these guys and say, I'm going to get out of here? Uh, when I was on that bachelor beach, you know, big one would start moving and you don't want to be in its path. You don't want to be between a big one in the ocean or between a big one that's going after another big one. Huh. You know, that, that two males, they sure. still fight. Even on Bachelor Beach, they fight each other just because they're grumpy. And so most people respect their, their right to be there and everything? I mean, Yeah, people do because they can't go on that one beach and they catch people every once in a while in the morning because there were only docents and guides. You know, we're only there from 10 in the morning till four in the afternoon. Right. They've caught people like at six in the morning when, it, you know, on the beach down there, but they're taking their life in their own hands going down there. Yeah, you think it's dangerous? Yes. Oh, yeah. They're wild animals. Right. You no, know, and they can you hurt never know. people because yeah. of their size. But I've seen some really stupid things go on to get that selfie. <laughs> yes, yes. They, you know, some people will have that. They'll be standing right there. And I had to tell a guy one time, this one guy got really angry with me a couple of years ago because, you know, he, he, went, he ran up, touched one. We had told him he couldn't, and he just did it. You know, uh, he ran up and touched one, and then he, took, he left. No. Uh, Oh, you know, and they, actually have, they actually have California state parks, police guys, you know, and they come around and if they catch somebody doing that, they, they give them a misdemeanor. Yeah, they do. They get a ticket like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. That's interesting. So what's the most fascinating thing you think about all this stuff? What have you learned? That's the most fascinating thing. in all. Of, how many years you've been doing this? This is my three, but three I, years. my first two were at the, at the bachelor beach. So that doesn't really, this is my first year in the whole, and the, the, what I like about Kevin is there's two things, you know, it's just like their lifestyle. It's so interesting what they do. And they remind me of salmon because they come back to where they were in the general area. They're not like salmon exactly where they were born or anything, but they come back. But, and, they and, you know, all their whole cycle of all the things that happen. But the second is just the whole thing about the public just being up there and talking to the public all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, I'm your sure. voice gets a little tired after three hours. Mm hmm. So let's, since you mentioned salmon, let's talk just a brief bit about your salmon experience. You're 27 yeah. years. You had yeah. a wheel out there on the Alaska River? No, no. I had, I was a, I was a set net fisherman and set netting is you fish off the beach with a boat. I have a wheel. I had a wheel on the Copper River where I live now. Right. That's for subsistence fishing. That's not, right. that's not uh, commercial. I get it. That's for like personal use. And they, but and I, they, they, they keep an eye on how much you take. Yes, they do. You can get. 35 per person or, you know, and families get it. I think it's a hundred and something of family. And how much were you taking in commercial fishing? Cause I know it was really a, a intricate way of controlling the salmon thing. You've told me so much oh, yeah. about it. Oh yeah. Kevin, they, they, first of all, when the, the fish hit the bay this year, now that you asked, the, I wasn't out there this year, but Bristol Bay had the biggest run in history. Really? Yeah. 64 million salmon came back to Bristol Bay. No kidding. So, yeah, and, and the catch was about 40 something million. And the Indians and the, uh, the Eskimos and the Indians have a uh, first, first digs to everything. No, the, the, the Eskimo, the, they can subsist. If you live in Bristol Bay, right. white, or, white or native, you can subsistence fish, before the, you know, but um, they don't, otherwise they don't. And in fact, a lot of them, they got granted permits years ago, but a lot of natives have sold their permit because permits prices went up and they've sold their permits. And so to a lot of people chagrin that fishery, most of the fishermen aren't even from Alaska anymore. They're from like the West Coast, Washington, and 
and uh, a lot of the fishermen are from the West Coast. Yeah, I remember you used to say the Japanese would just fly in on pontoon planes and take all your row and stuff like that. Yeah, well, they don't come to what they do, Kevin, is the canneries. They used to, they used to, the Japanese run all the, uh, get all their row from the canneries. You know, they they have they have a whole section of the canneries where they got the row out. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're not doing that so much anymore because uh, the young people in Japan, I guess, row isn't so popular with the newest generations. You know, oh, so it's gone so, down. Yeah, the value of it's gone value. down. Yeah. Huh. So you think that the uh, seals are basically the similar to the salmon in the way they in, come in, and go? In the way they come and go. I mean, the way they come back to where they were born. They don't have, you know, the seals don't die obviously when they get to where they're going when they mate, but they come right. back for the same. You know, they 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 go out in the sea, and they when they're in the water, they spend all their time in the water underwater practically, and then they come to land and they don't even go in the water. Right. You know, to, and they don't eat. You know, and, and they don't eat when, when they first leave. I used to think, well, as soon as they leave, they probably start eating out here right off huh. the coast. No, they head for Alaska. They don't even start eating until they get to Alaska. The wow. waters of Alaska. And the other they thing swim is, that far before they start yeah, eating. Wow. Two times, two times a year. Two times a year. Wow. That's amazing. And the other thing about them is their biggest prey and really their only prey is uh, killer whales and great white sharks. Those are the predators that are after them. Yeah. And there are great white sharks right off the rookery. Although a lot of people will ask you, what well, they must be a lot of them out there when these seals go to leave waiting. And the thing about that is there's a lot of kelp right off the coast of California here, not on the whole coast, but here in the central coast. And that kelp, sharks don't like it. Right. And so they don't- They hide in it. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they don't, the seal mortality rate, I mean, the sharks get them, but there's not like hundreds of sharks out there just, slaughtering seals when they sure eat. there's twenty five thousand seals so there's a lot yeah. to go but around kevin 50 percent of the pups that leave never come back really yeah they're the most vulnerable yeah 50 percent. so now tell me when you're on the beach you see uh, every year you see somebody come back and you, you have a name for them or something you go i know that uh, guy I haven't, I, I haven't done that yet but they they've been there's a lot of uh, people that are um uh from cal poly university and from santa cruz university you know the university of california santa cruz they're like tagging these things and they're even putting radio collars on them and they've got cameras on a couple of them but that gets expensive you take like thousands of dollars of camera equipment to the sea and the animal gets killed right there you go (laughs) there you go yeah and so but they're doing but the tags aren't and a lot of them are tagged they tag a couple thousand every year so they know what they're doing yeah and and i they so they see them and like we had one, and I, God, you had to ask me, I forget his name. There was a pup born last year, kind of in this weird spot all by itself. And its mother was gone and it, and it stayed really a long time before it left. And it didn't leave till about April. And they, you know, it was tagged and everything. And, and they had a name for it. I forget, everybody named it. And they're wondering if it's going to come back this year. Oh, yeah, they're, they're waiting you know, to see if it's... percent chance it won't, you know. Yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Uh, is the climate change affecting any of the population at all? Is is this is it a, is it an issue? No. The only thing you know you would you might think is there's a lot of stuff in the ocean anymore from especially after that earthquake in Japan or that tsunami in Japan. Right. And just like whales, like they've you know they've found dead whales and they found their stomachs were full of plastic. You know, what was in there, you know, you mm-hmm. know, but and they go to Alaska and there's a lot of that stuff in the waters of off Alaska, you know. But no, climate change, I mean, these seals have been thriving. I mean, you know, they're, they're off the endangered species list, pretty right. obvious, because the only, there's other rookeries now. This isn't the only one. 
like I said, there's one it's on the Channel Islands, and then there's ours, Piedras Blanc, and then right up in uh, by Santa Cruz, there's a place called Año Nuevo. And I, it doesn't have as many animals, but it's pretty good size. And then they're at the Farallon Islands off San Francisco. And there's a rookery at Point Reyes, which is mm -hmm. a national park right above Marin County, or it's in Marin County. And the other one is there's a brand new one that's just getting going the last couple of years at Vandenberg Air Force Base. So that's south of us here wow. on, the, on the beach at Vandenberg Air Force Base, which, you know, we'll see how that develops because there's going to be a lot of rockets take off over there. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking to my good friend, John Conroy. We've known each other forever, it seems. And uh, he started telling me about being a docent and uh, to helping the public know about elephant seals up there in San Luis Obispo area. And I uh, said, well, we got to get you on digging in the dirt. Tell us all about it. So it's been really interesting, John. T tell the people where, what they can do if they want to help the seals. Well, there's a, there's a website called, called Friends of the Elephant Seals. FES. Yep, FES Friends of the Elephant Seals, and you can go there, and of course they, you can just learn about them. And they'll they have uh, there's actually two webcams on that site, so you can watch them. You can watch the seals any day of the week. That's cool. I'm gonna have to go there. And there's ways you can donate, obviously, if you if a person wanted to there. Yeah, I saw there's elephantseal.com too. Yes, there where you can. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. John, thanks so much for coming on and telling us all about elephant seals. It's been really interesting. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Digging in the dirt Digging in the dirt You've been listening to Digging in the Dirt with Kevin Gallagher. To hear past programs anytime you want, visit the podcast section of wpkn.org or diggingindthedirtradio.com. <laughs>